Hello, and welcome to the Recreate Health and Wellness Podcast. I am your host, Brandy Boyd, and I am so excited that you are listening as I share insight using evidence-based research to help you recreate a new you to live your healthiest life. So on today's episode, we are going to continue our talk about sleep, because as I discussed last week, that about 70% of Americans report that they have issues with sleep or say that they can't sleep. So obviously this is a pretty big issue, but as I said, you don't have to be part of the statistic and it's almost never too late to change your sleep and to make it better. So last week I talked about why our bodies need sleep, but today's episode, I want to actually talk about the different stages of sleep. Now, this might be a little bit scientific and a little bit, maybe a little boring, but I think it's really important that you understand the different stages of sleep because it depends on what stage you're having issues with can depend on what you do to improve that. So let's jump right in. So the first stage of sleep is stage one, and it's simply just the transition of you falling asleep. So out of a hundred percent of your sleep, it's only about three percent. So it's just you falling asleep is stage one. Now stage two is the biggest part of sleep. It takes up about 55 to 60 percent of sleep is stage two sleep. This is also known as light sleep. And what happens here is probably what you think of when you go to sleep. You know, your breathing slows down, your heart rate slows down, and as we discussed in the last episode, this is actually when a lot of the detox pathways are active and they start working. So your liver and your gallbladder and your immune system. So this is a really important part of sleep. A lot of times people think of the deep sleep or the REM sleep, which we'll talk about in a little bit. But stage two, again, takes up 55 to 60% of your sleep. And so this is a really important stage of sleep. Stages three and four, I'm going to group together and they consist of about 20% of your sleep. And this is what we also sometimes is called deep or slow wave or delta sleep. There's lots of different names, but maybe you've heard of those before. So what happens in this stage is it's when the detox pathways are continuing, your body is healing itself, and it actually starts, your body starts filtering out unnecessary information that you did that day, specifically your brain. So if you think about just simply all the advertisements that you see in a day, you don't even have to be watching TV or have a TV to do this, but just driving along and you see you know, a billboard or an advertisement, or you hear something on the radio, or you're scrolling through social media and something pops up, there's constantly so much unnecessary information that's around us that often we aren't even aware of, but our bodies are, our brains are. And so it's using this to filter these things out. Then another part of stages three and four is it's like the energizer bunny when you get up. So I'm not sure if you're one that's like the pop-up toaster, you know, that goes off and ding and I'm wide awake. But this is a really important stage to help you feel refreshed and feel like an energizer bunny or a pop-up toaster when you wake up. 
So I know that sounds kind of weird, but this stage is really important to get that refreshment so that when you do wake up, you have that energy. So if you're skipping these these stages, that can impact actually how you feel when you wake up. The other thing that happens in stages three and four is this is when the growth hormone, which is what we talked about last week, which if you missed that, go back and check it out because it's way more than just growth, anti-aging and more. But this is when this hormone is produced. It's when the immune system is regenerating itself. So again, stages three and four are really important. And the last stage of sleep is REM, rapid eye movement. This is only 20% of your sleep. I think so often it's discussed of really deep sleep and you have to get your REM sleep, but your REM only takes 20% and it is really important and you do need it, but it's actually not the majority of your sleep. So in this stage, I think sometimes we think that it's when you are in your deepest sleep, which is true, But it's interesting because unlike light sleep, when your heart rate and your breathing start slowing down, in REM sleep, or REM, your heart rate actually increases and you start actually breathing faster and breathing harder. And your brain activity is actually close to when you wake up. So it's actually being alerted. It's not just completely off. But your arms and your legs are like paralyzed. So this is kind of a weird thing to think about. But thinking about your heart rate's going up, your breathing is going up, your brain activity, you know, is it's having some activity. It's not just dead. But your arms and legs are kind of paralyzed. They're not really working. They're really floppy. This is when your dreams occur. So sometimes if a person can't remember their dreams or maybe they're like, I don't think I dream, it could be because they're not getting quality REM sleep. They're not being able to get that sleep in that stage that's so important to even be able to recall their dreams. Um, This is also a really important stage for memory and for mental health. So I talked about in stages three and four, you know, your brain is kind of processing the information that was unnecessarily that you don't need. And then during REM sleep, your brain is actually transforming some of the short-term memories that you had during that day into long-term memories. So things like forming habits or new um, new memories or mental health with depression, with suicide. Um, this is really important stage for those things to process and develop. So speaking of depression, there has been lots of research and it has shown that 75 to 100% of people with depression also have a sleep disorder. So your sleep and your mental health, your mental well-being, they go hand in hand. So sleep is so, so important, especially if you have depression, if you have mental health issues, if you're having anxiety, even if it's not like a diagnose something that you take prescriptions for. Maybe it's just this time that you're in. It's really stressful. You're having more anxiety. Maybe you're having depression after having kids or after they're leaving the home. Whatever it may look like for you, sleep is really important for your body. Reminder, 
I am not a doctor, lawyer, psychiatrist, or astronaut. All information is intended to motivate listeners to make their own nutrition and health decisions after consulting with their healthcare provider. I encourage you to consult a doctor before making any health changes, especially any changes related to a specific diagnosis or condition. No information on this podcast should be used to diagnose, treat, prevent, or cure any disease or condition. So REM actually occurs from 11 p.m. until 2 a.m. So this is important because if you are not going to sleep early, so you're staying up until 1 or 2 or even later in the morning, your body may be skipping REM sleep altogether. So your dreams, your mental health, your, your memories, all of that stuff is going to be impacted because you're missing out on this stage. So your body will go through these different stages of sleep. And so it's really important that you're giving your body time to have that REM sleep. And again, it's from 11 o'clock at night to 2 a.m. So really important that you're going to sleep earlier so that your body can get that REM sleep and not just a little bit of it, but actually, you know, 20% of it is from that REM sleep. And sometimes it's interesting because one thing that can affect REM sleep is alcohol. So alcohol consumption within two hours of going to sleep actually decreases the deep stage of sleep, stages three and four, and your REM sleep. So often people will drink a glass of wine late at night and maybe go to bed. And while that may you know, help kind of calm your nerves and maybe help you relax and things, but it could actually be affecting how much deep sleep and how much REM sleep that you're getting. So you may be getting too much light sleep out of a percentage. Maybe you're getting 80% of light sleep, but you're only getting 10% of REM sleep or 15% of stages three and four sleep. And that's going to impact so many things about your body. And so it's just, I think it's important to understand these different stages of sleep and how much should be contributing in each part of those stages because it can tell you a lot about your sleep. And we'll talk about this a little bit later, but if you have like a smartwatch or there's even apps now that you can have or there's rings you can wear that track your heart rate and and things like that at night, that will tell you, um, you know, how long you're spending in each of those stages an easy example that a lot of people have is a Fitbit. So you can actually wear your Fitbit to sleep at or to bed at night to sleep. And it actually separates this out for you. And so you can actually look the next day and you can see, you know, you spent 60% in light sleep and you spent 10% in REM and et cetera, et cetera. And so you can actually see what your body is doing and you will learn actually next week on the next episode of some things that can impact particularly those specific stages and just sleep overall but it's really important to understand the different stages of sleep and how this works is you don't just you know fall asleep and you're in stage one and then you go to stage two and you stay in that for 50 percent of the night and then move on to stage three your body is actually repeating these stages about every 90 to 120 minutes. So again, REM usually only occurs from 11 o'clock at night to 2 a.m., but the other stages are kind of repeating themselves over. 
So sometimes you wake up in the middle of the night and you kind of toss and turn. So you go back to sleep and this is good and it that is normal. You should be going back to sleep. But just tossing and turning and kind of waking up is actually normal. It's part of your light sleep. It's part of stage two. And this was actually really shocking to me when I first learned this because, you know, sometimes we're like, yeah, I slept okay, but I kind of tossed and turned a few times. And that's completely normal. Now, if you're tossing and turning and you're laying there and not falling back asleep, you know, for 30 minutes or hours, then there's some things going on. But if you're just, you know, turning over, tossing and turning a little bit, that's normal. And that's actually part of the system that your body is going through with the stages of sleep and going from stage two to stage three to stage four and rim and repeating that cycle over and over. So it's really interesting though that prescription medications, the ones that are helping you fall asleep at night, that oftentimes they will skip this and that will impact your body's functions and how groggy you are after waking because if it kind of knocks you out and then maybe you're spending too much time in stages three and four and not enough time in stages two, then your body you're going to be affected with like your detox pathways. And so it's really important that you are not skipping these stages, that they're repeating themselves, that you're getting, you know, the right percentage of time. Now it's not like every night you need to get exactly 20%, exactly 60%. Not saying that, but just in general, regularly getting quality sleep, not just one night, but several nights in a row that you are following kind of this pattern, that your body is naturally following this pattern. It should be natural. It's not like something you can wake up and be like, okay, let's switch to stage three. All right, let's switch to REM. Obviously, it's something that you're doing automatically. Your brain's, your body's doing automatically, but things impact it. So Any disturbances that happen at any point during these stages, at any point during the cycle of it going on and on through the night, it can cause a lot of problems. It can cause fatigue. It can cause you to gain weight. It can cause issues with irritability, as we all know when we wake up, right? So even if you're having just minor disruptions occasionally, but especially if it's happening over and over again, then it can have a major impact on your sleep. It can have a major impact on the energy that you have throughout the day. And it may not be a diagnosis of, yeah, you have sleep apnea or you have insomnia, but you can see that even just small changes over and over and over again, if that's impacting certain functions in your body, certain organ systems, certain systems, then you're going to probably develop some issues. And so sleep is so important going through these sleep cycles. It's really important. And I just find this fascinating that this is how we were created to work. So the question, you know, that a lot of people say is, so how many hours of sleep should I get? Well, I'm glad you asked. So the American Academy of Sleep Medicine, they do a lot of research not just on this is the normal, because as we know, if 70% of Americans are having issues, I don't want to be a normal person because that's probably not going to be enough for our bodies to function optimally. So optimally, adults should sleep seven or more hours per night on a regular basis 
to promote optimal health. So your seven hours or more. Now, it's actually uncertain whether or not sleeping more than nine hours is associated with a health risk. I would probably kind of think so. If you're sleeping, you know, 13 hours a day, every day, all the time, then there's probably going to be some complications with that. But at least seven hours a night. Now, kids are a little bit different, and I'm just going to mention these numbers quickly. You can find out more information on the American Academy of Sleep Medicine. But four to 12 month um, babies should get 12 to 16 hours. This includes their naps, so not just during the night, but during the day. 12 to 16 hours a day. One to two year old kids, 11 to 14 hours a day, again, including naps. Three to five years of age, 10 to 13 hours. 6 to 12 years of age is 9 to 12 hours. And the teenagers, 13 to 18 years old, 8 to 10 hours of sleep, including naps if they take naps. So that just kind of gives you an idea of maybe what where you can shoot for. And again, it's about regularly getting quality sleep, regularly getting quantity sleep. So not just sleeping. Yeah, I slept eight hours yesterday, but then tonight you only, you know, you stay up late or you have coffee late or you're watching Netflix or reading a book. So you only get three hours of sleep, but then the next day I'll get seven. It's regularly doing that. And so your body needs regular quality sleep and regular quantity sleep so that it can function optimally because it impacts our attention, our behavior, our ability to learn, like we talked about your mental health, depression, but it even increases your risk of developing physical issues like high blood pressure, diabetes, heart disease, stroke, your pain, your risk of obesity, So sleep is so important. If you don't get anything out of this, sleep is so important. Are you enjoying this podcast? I hope so. And I want to encourage you to subscribe to the podcast so you don't miss any of the information to take action to live your healthiest self. I would really appreciate if you would leave a review or rating on whatever platform you listen to podcasts, share with a friend, and even take a screenshot of the podcast to share on your social media and tag Recreate Health so that others can be informed and take action to live their healthiest selves as well. Also, if you want more evidence-based nutrition and wellness tips, I would love if you would follow me on Facebook or Instagram at Recreate Health and Wellness. The links are in the show notes on my website at recreate.fit. So that's a wrap for today's episode. I just want to thank you so much for listening and sharing your time with me today. I hope you will join me again for the next episode as I continue the discussion on sleep, specifically what controls and impacts your sleep. Things like lights in your home, specific foods, when you're eating, and even the sun.